Welcome to the Heads and Bed Show, where we teach you how to get more properties, earn more revenue per property, and increase your occupancy. I'm your co-host, Conrad. And I'm your co-host, Paul. All right. Hey there, Paul. How's it going? Great, Conrad. I admittedly, you know a little bit more about the story from last week at last day of school. I'm going to tell this one because this one's worthy, I think. This one is... Yeah. <laughs> go for it. Last day of preschool. Son is super excited to be coming out and greeting mom and dad and brother. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that old base plant right into the ground because he was holding on to his backpack straps and hadn't quite realized, you know, it's so yeah, we went to the ER hospital, seven stitches, five outside, two inside. Oh. And yeah, it was not exactly the way we were expecting to end the school year, but uh, I don't think he's deterred from going to kindergarten. So that's how we ended last week. How are things going with you, sir? Yeah, I, f- I feel bad. You had a rough go of it there. <laughs> the little one did at least. Was that AJ? That was AJ. Little yeah, yeah, that's a little one. <laughs> Kid injuries, they are inevitable. I feel like my daughter is destined to do those kinds of things because she's not afraid of anything. So like she falls and stuff like that and she'll cry. She cries, I don't know, our first girl. So I don't know if other girls cry in the same way. But she also like will, once she's recovered, she gets back up and goes doing the same thing that got her injured. So I'm a little worried that I have more of those little kid injuries on my horizon. Sorry you're dealing with it. Glad he's okay, relatively speaking. So I heard best day ever because he got... Mm -hmm two popsicles, a smoothie, and uh, two juice boxes during the day at the hospital. So I don't know how much uh, those cost <laughs> in the grand scheme oh, yeah. of the hospitals. I probably $30 <laughs> juice boxes. But it's okay. Probably. Happy times. That reminds me, I was much older when this happened to me, but I got a, I had a sledding injury when I was probably like 13 mm-hmm. or no, maybe a little bit younger than that because I was still in elementary school. It might have been sixth grade. So I have to go back and do the math on it. But I was like, let's say a tween mm-hmm. that age. And I fell off a sled, went underneath my grandfather's car. It was parked Ooh. at the end of the road. I have I have 14 staples in my head from it. Burned, third degree burns on my leg. Which some of the skin is still not grown back properly. I showed my leg one time when we're hanging out in person. People are lovely, by the way. And I'll tell you the sympathy I got during that like three week, four week run after that, because this was during the school year, was unbelievable. I would be like, I have to go to the, they're going to change my bandage on my leg. And I'll be like, like classroom. the teachers were like, of course, Conrad, take your time. No worries at all. So I totally understood now the whole Munchausen by proxy, or sorry, Munchausen syndrome thing. Because I'm like, wow, people do treat you really nicely when you're like injured and you have something going on especially if hopefully you've been nice to them in the past and stuff like right. that so my when you said that whole popsicle thing it reminded me when i was my dad and mom were bringing me home from the hospital and i was like okay that sucks but i'm like fine like i was very worried in the moment and i was like all right i'm fine it is what it mm-hmm. is but they let me buy whatever mm-hmm. movies i wanted we went to fye and <laughs> oh, yes. downtown Massachusetts, and they handed me like a credit card and were like buy whatever you want and i was like i like bought dvds and i bought like some music that they wouldn't let me buy and put all that stuff in the counter and they were like absolutely no problem so it's just like one of those moments that you just remember forever and the way you get treated so yeah you gotta be careful don't treat him too good he might develop some bad habits oh yeah there was there was definitely happy meals for dinner and there was you know it's been (laughs) it's it is it's been the because it's right on his head and he is three-year-old little brother it was really just keeping the stop guys don't wrestle come on yeah just give me three days let's get the staples out let's get the stitches out let's do (laughs) then we'll go back have fun be three and five and do what you gotta do yeah that's (laughs) let him heal up a little bit right yeah just a little bit all right best aj hope he recovers pretty soon and there's no nasty scars if so he can tell a cool story about how he got in a fight with a colombian gang member or something and came out victorious you know it. yeah speaking of new things hopefully good things we'll see what kind of the facts lay out to be we're doing an interesting episode today because this is very much a beta feature and you've got a little more experience on this because you got in the beta way before me so i think we're titling (laughs) this one generative search experience in google how does it impact the vacation rental slash hospitality industry maybe zoom back Mm -hmm. a little bit what happened what did google introduce 
um, what is the what is that product actually called? What does it look like? Just describe it yeah. more so for the listener, and then we'll get into some of the specifics of how it's working. Yeah, so I think they maybe baited it a little bit at or displayed it a little bit at Google I/O, but I think most of it, most of the examples that I saw were coming from the Google Marketing Live side of things. So that is that's really where it's where they typically will go through announce all the cool stuff. There there were some some interesting inclusions there on the ad side of things I'm sure we'll talk about as those get rolled out more to what we're actually talking about. But the generative search experience is it's the AI version, AI powered version of search right now and much more conversational as chat GPT is. It is. I think there are visually, maybe it's a better experience. Now you can see where they're clearly playing off of each other for certain things of how they're building lists, how they're generating the content, how they're generating results. I think this is also a convenient way for Google to incorporate more of the card style that they've done on the discovery side of things. That's something that's certainly been notable in, in just looking at that generative search experience. But it is, it's, it's, I would say, AI written content that they're pulling blurbs very similarly to what ChatGPT does right now. They are citing things, but the sites are going back to cards and things like that. But it, it for general searches, I think it's fine. For searches in our space, I really haven't been that impressed. And I have, I've done a few LinkedIn posts on that. And I'll probably continue to do that because I think it is, it's more about getting visibility out there. And as you're doing it, I hope we're doing those in tandem there because I think it is, it's an education point and it's definitely going to change the way people are using Google search. I think how people are finding businesses in our space through Google search. And I think everything it is, we talk about a beta, everything has to be taken with a grain of salt here because it is changing every day. I've have had results change from one search to the next when I do the exact same search. So that's something that I hope Google is learning and I hope that there, there are some improvements to the overall experience. But one of the first ones I pointed out to you was mutual partner that we have, one of the one of your branded partners that you've got, you do the website for. And the first thing that I noticed on a branded search was that there are no branded results there. And that is supremely concerning when I go to, when I search for a brand name, and the first results I get are a social media page or a directory page on another on a local travel website. That's certainly something I've seen pretty specific on, on more than one occasion. And that is that that's something where the brands that I did, I did three branded searches last week, Casago, Cozy and Beach Ball. And those are three pretty well known brands in the space. It's not like we're I'm, those are, I think, hundreds of rentals a piece in Casago's case, multiple franchises, things like that. So, so there is, there's, I think there's plenty to, to dive into there. And the same thing on more long tail searches as well. So it is, it's one of those things that I, right now, the overall experience for the traveler, I would say is suboptimal <laughs> and certainly for the businesses themselves. I don't know how you are going to optimize for the results the way they are right now. Now, again, we don't need to really concern ourselves with that because I think in the next weeks, months, days, we'll be over, through the end of December, when it looks like this generative search experience beta will end, I think as we, we just have to be very mindful of how we're, I think it's an opportunity for us to all educate everything because you can still, you can give the thumbs up, thumbs down on these results. And 
I've been trying to do that as much as I can here and giving that input and feedback to Google to, I don't know, try to shape the way they're actually doing things behind the scenes. I don't think that's necessarily helping, but who knows? So yeah, I think in all, it's a new experience. It's a interesting experience, set, definitely a more visual experience, but how you're actually getting from point A to point B is very different there. So I think it is, I would say we can probably break it down into more the generalized branded searches. We can talk about more of the long tail searches and then the individual or Airbnb or cabins or talk about those things there. And you can follow along as you're searching through and seeing what those results are coming up as. But on the branded search side of things, as you've maybe done a search for your partner, for some of your partners, now some of your customers, what are you seeing? What are, you, what are your thoughts on what you're seeing there in that overall experience? Yeah, I got this much more recently than you did. I think they emailed me on Friday or something, mm-hmm. and I didn't spend a ton of time over the weekend looking at it. But I, I, let me get, take a swing at describing the actual interface a little bit. So you do yes. a search on Google, like you've always done before, yep. and then you come to the search results, at least for me right now, some of the AI summaries or generative AI summaries are being automatically generated. Yep. Some only get generated when I click the button. Correct. And then I saw one where it didn't show up at all. It wasn't giving me the option to generate one. So it seems to be those are the three options. Yep. Auto, by button, like opt-in, basically or not at all. Yep. And what's surprising to me about the first bucket, maybe the second bucket to some degree, is slow. And it's not slow in the sense of relative to like us going and doing a search no. on other search engines. It's not necessarily slow. But Google is obsessed with, and they've talked about for years, how valuable it is that they get results back to a user quickly. When you click one of these AI summary buttons, you have to wait for three to five seconds. And I, I wait three, three to five seconds. Mm-hmm. It's not... Again, people listening might be like, yeah, they, whatever. They might be like, that's a ridiculous thing to complain about. But I guess my perspective on this is that three to five seconds when a company like Google has spent decades <laughs> trying to trim off like a tenth of a second seems a little bit like that's just not really a good experience for the user, honestly. So that's my first reaction is that it's slow. And not only is it a little bit slow, you do the search and you see your regular right. Google organic search results that you've seen for the past decade plus, two decades, depending on how long you've been doing this mm-hmm. underneath it. And then this this search AI summary comes in and shoves it down the page a little bit. Granted, we're opted to this right. data, so maybe the user experience will get a little bit smoother as it goes along. But that seems bad to me. I don't like the way that's laid out. I think that's an issue. That's a problem that I don't know exactly how you solve it because my understanding is they these queries are very expensive from a compute mm-hmm. perspective. So I think part of the reason they're doing that is, sure, if they pre-generated that summary and then refresh it every day and then put it in there, I'm sure they could cache it just like they cache web typical web results and get a result back very quickly. But I think that would be from an economic standpoint, incredibly expensive. So what they've done is good, but I think not great from like a speed perspective. So that's one reaction that I had to it. Mm -hmm. My second reaction was just that, which is that a lot of these businesses that I'm looking for, and as you said, I'm searching for a lot of our clients and kind of keywords that they'd be focused on. A lot of them are showing summaries, mostly of Google My Business outcomes or Google My Business profile listings. Mm I know they just changed that name and I'm just so used to saying Google My Business. Mm-hmm. It took me like five years to stop saying Webmaster Tools. So right. you're just going to love with that. But anyways, the business listing on Google, the free version, not the, we're not talking about Google Vacation Rentals, although you could see a path where that could come in here, but it's not there at the moment. So it makes me say something, which I, we talked about this a few episodes back. We did like a summary of Google My Business and we said, I don't know, this is a little bit less important than it was because it doesn't show up nearly as often 
as it has in the past. Now, this kind of brings us back a little bit, which is interesting because what that obviously means is that it's mostly biased in a lot of these vacation rental searches, vacation rentals in location name. Mm-hmm. It's very biased towards the local companies that have good reviews and good ratings. I don't see, for the most part, the listing sites in here. I don't see Airbnb. No. I do see Vacasa in this one, although it's interesting. In Vacasa and North Myrtle Beach, they don't have a verified business listing, but somehow they they show up in that little right side of yep. the, the search results. So I don't know exactly where they're getting that data from, but maybe you have some fun and it is. And so I think the interesting part is that there is a, there's two ways that you can visualize it where you've got the cards up on the side with the map view, but then yeah. you can there's a little expansion tool where it moves those cards on the right side underneath the individual results. And that's where I think it gets a little nasty here, specifically on those, the, I think I was doing cabins in the Smokies and cabins in Gatlinburg and okay. cabins in Myrtle Beach and stuff like that. And that's where... When you start to do those searches and you pull the card results into kind of the inline version of that SGE, what's happening is that like you are underneath the individual, like the top result, I saw smokymountains.com. I saw actual competitor based domain sites filling in under those individual results there. And that's where, again, my heart skips a beat there and thinking that okay, Google's presenting these results in line like we're all used to. And the assumption with that user experience would be any of those cards underneath are pointing back to either the specific website, a specific place where you can find it on a listing site. No, it's just going to generalize all the location. If it is, if it's a a travel site, smokymountain.com or something like that, they're just going to the main page that has all of the listings there. So from that whatever the top result is, you may be going for branded or branded business one number one, and you're going clicking into their first card and you're being directed to a site that's not theirs, more of a generalized local site or tourism. I've seen tourism bureaus pop up. I've seen all sorts of things pop up there, but you're not getting to the actual website that you want to get to. It's two to three clicks, sometimes four clicks down the road before you're actually seeing what you want to see or maybe not. And then that's where if you're searching high level enough, maybe that's what you're looking for, that kind of experience where you can explore. But boy, if I'm in that top placement, I want any of the cards under my individual listing to direct back to something that I'm associated with or to direct back to my website, not going back to generalized travel sites or things like that. That is almost like the quality of the index is completely different from the regular index where it typically where typically has a lot more guidance, which is interesting because you would think I always joke about this inside of Gmail and Google Docs where like the search inside of Gmail and Google Docs is pretty poor. And I'm like, how is the best search company on planet Earth for web content like web indexing somehow fail to retrieve an email when I put it in like Paul Nancy, whatever, something, something like that. It was a little bit interesting. Obviously, they're going to maybe improve the quality of the index and stuff like that going on. I guess what I'm trying to see right now on these searches is what's better about this. And I'm trying to be like optimistic. It's more visually appealing. There's some benefit there. Maybe it shows the review next to the site, which certainly it does do that in regular Google My Business kind of search results like Maps results. But in a regular organic search, it doesn't do that because it does. It, of course, has like the vacation rental block yeah. there now. So it doesn't really even show local businesses. It shows like local listings that are all syndicated through a different feed. Again, different discussion <laughs> for a different day. But even if you look at the organic results underneath, sure, I can't tell that company ABC is actually located in the market. I can only tell who's good at SEO, I guess, if right. you want to have the cynical point of view on yeah. it. Um, so there's something to be said for 
interestingly, Google, at least at this time of recording, they tend to be biased more towards local businesses. But to your point, they don't seem to be perfectly matching the local business with even the local business website. And it is clunky to get there. If I did a search for pet-friendly cabins in Blue Ridge, Georgia, I would expect to just get a list of cabins, number one, or a list of pages about that, which is what the search result was before. So I'm trying to see the value in here. And I, I see a few things that I, from a user perspective, I feel I could see the I can make the case for maybe that's a little bit more appealing or it's a little bit more useful to see which businesses are local and have great reviews, which is what this is showing me mostly is businesses that are local and have good reviews, mostly descending. The stuff at the bottom has worse reviews, the stuff at the top has generally better reviews. Generally, so that's yep. good. And maybe you want to focus on your Google business profile reviews if that were the case. But yeah, show me the thing here that's oh wow, this is giving me insight or this is letting me sort through the problem a little bit more clearly. And that that to make a positive case for what it could be, <clears throat> excuse me, in the future, that's I think the most positive mm-hmm. case you can make, which is that okay, instead of having to visit 15 different direct booking websites to find a pet friendly cabin in North in Blue Ridge, Georgia, mm-hmm. it would be much easier for me to say, okay, go to Google. Google, you crawl these 10 pages for me, which they've done before. Pick out the ones that are four better, but then put them, put all those links in like little buttons underneath in the search result. That would be fantastic because then it's it's almost like the web browsing plugin on the chat GPT side of things. It goes on the page, looks for what you're asking for, retrieves it, pulls it back and puts it in the output. That's a little bit closer to, I think, what would be more useful for a user. What I see here right now is just not really that useful on these general searches. And then branded to your point there to circle back on that because I forgot to. That's your job. Yeah, it pulls the address from this. It pulls the number of listings, I'm assuming, from the About Us page. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Says, hey, they accept credit cards. There's a review. So it takes the sort of metadata that's inside Google Business or the metadata on the About page and puts it in like a more friendly paragraph, for example. Right. But again, is this really that much better for the user? I'm not sure about that. There's like reviews around the web, which is nice. You see the photos that are underneath reviews about the web. But if I search for the name of the vacational company, I probably want to go to the vacational company's website. And you're right, there's really no way to do that. I have to click to Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then once I click on Facebook, I can click the link there or i can click on another branded search and then it brings me it's almost like a loop it brings me back to the same place almost when i click that name again so this just feels choppy i'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt if you if you go do a restaurant search i think there's something to be said for that Mm -hmm. best restaurants in location it does a good job in my opinion of like pulling little snippets from other restaurant review sites and then it's oh yeah this person said the chicken parm was good this person said this meal was good and stuff like that but uh, the experience here just really isn't doing a lot for me (laughs) to be honest with you no and i think even if you do the general like location cabins or cabins in location what i've found airbnb and location airbnb is that right now it's it is just trying to crawl those directory sites of some whether it's airbnb or whether it's one of the local ones and it's just generating like plain text oh two bedroom condo in uh, downtown three bed there's nothing linking out there's no even if you're trying to bring in those cards underneath the inline results i mean there's a list of 15 bullet points with maybe one or two cards going out to not even usually Airbnb. I think the three Airbnb searches that I had done and put on LinkedIn, none of them actually went to Airbnb. It was home to go it was Picasa. It was, I think, TripAdvisor and a couple, and Expedia and a couple even. I do. I, I think that there's a lot more learning to do. And maybe it is. Maybe it's the complexity of Google having to build in the hotel and the travel side and the vacation rental side. Right. And that may, be, may make our industry as a whole behind the times a little bit or ahead of the times because maybe they are working on it behind the scenes and we just don't know what's happening yet but yeah i just <laughs> and even outside of the going back to hotels and resorts and trying to find some other stuff there it just seems like we're not giving people a better overall experience even if it were getting your question answered 
you know, with a zero click search or something like that. I don't even think that these results necessarily are going to give zero click searches because I don't think they're giving great right. answers right now. It's and it doesn't get the job done. No, That's the yep. so we always talk about this before as like a keyword set or a keyword example, like how old is Joe Biden? It's always been my example, or how old is Donald Trump when he was the president? And it was okay, I just want to know how old he is. And then when you do that search, he's 80, his birthday's November 20th, 1942. That's pretty much all you care about. So yes, technically Wikipedia ranks number one for that search term. How old is Joe right. Biden? Yep. But it's, is that really, like you just wanted to know, and then you answer that and it's in the one box. Would giving an AI summary of that keyword really make it any better than what they had before? I don't think so. When I click the button for AI overview of that keyword, it says, here's how, actually, how about this? This is fun. <laughs> the AI is wrong. I just did it. How old is Joe Biden? And it said Joe Biden is 78 years old. He was <laughs> sworn in at age 78, which would have been January 20th of 2021. So that's wrong. That's not even correct. It's it, He's 80 because his birthday is 1942. His birthday is not till November 20th. So how about that? They say info quality may vary and they disclose right. it. But the AI summary actually got it worse than just the one box, which is what they had before. I'm assuming just they wrote a script to scrape Wikipedia or sorry, scrape index, index. Wikipedia. <laughs> and, and then they were displaying it on the page. So I think there's something to be said for Again, the piece that would be interesting to me from Google's end is making the generative AI more of a task completion right. one. If I, and that's what ChatGPT seems to do a little bit better right yep. now with the web browsing plugin is you can say, here's a list of pages, cite me example or find me a, a something on this page that mentions this or something like that. And it'll go clicking, 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 looking and finding it. Google should have that in theory because they have all the content index. So they should be able to search against Correct. that index, that shard and say, okay, I looked at these 40 pages. <clears throat> Excuse me, here's five links to five cabins that I think fit your criteria, but they're not doing that. To a user perspective, like I'm trying to think if I show this to my mom or I show this to my dad, who's not really in the industry at all, and said, hey, try to get this done, they'd be like, where's the properties? Yep. And they'd be like, show me what, where's my data? Show me what I can do there. And I'm just not seeing it right now. To your point, certainly the chances of Google figuring this out and making it a little bit better seem realistic, but it just feels like a slightly different SERP layout with a little summary at the top mm -hmm. that honestly, I don't think is a huge departure from what I'm, the path we're going down today. And if anything, it seems to favor the local companies a lot more in its current iteration versus the OTA sites, even a site like Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, do that part of it. And, then I, and I think I going back to just the speed side of things, I do think that's something that's a, it's a not even a bad experience, but it's a different enough experience that it is it's going to cause some people to to it is abandon the searches or do something like that or go somewhere else. And I think it's again, timely in the fact that I, we both just did that Google ads survey a couple of weeks ago, talking about the experience with Google ads. One of the questions on there was on, on my survey was talking about the speed and how you would like, how you would prefer or what your preference would be. Would you rather have the most up-to-date data that comes in a lot slower, or would you rather have mm -hmm. data that's six to 12 hours or 12 to 24 hours removed, but it's coming like that? Me personally, it is. I'm used to not having real time data. I don't need to have the last two hours, three hours, four hours. That's for us. It's not gonna. We're not managing by the hour, by the minute, or anything like that. So it's not as necessary to have that real time data in place. However, doing this and taking and I thought I actually noticed like an increase in speed over the weekend in Google Ads. So again, this is it's one of those things where it just seems like they're a little contrarian to what they have 
preached and preached for at least the last decade on the page speed side of things. Well, yeah. Which, which to Google's defense, it's one of those things where you might have to break some of your conventions right. of, of your previous point of view when you're trying something new and you have to try something different to see what the impact's going to be. Part of me wonders if some product manager at Google is like, all right, I'll build this. I'll show you that it's not really that revolutionary or even that much better for the user. And we'll kill this notion of, oh, ChatGPT was going to swallow up yeah. Google's business or something like that. Because now that we've had some time to digest that opinion and digest that take, the truth is they're completely different tools. Yeah. I don't really think that ChatGPT is really necessarily a good search tool for the context that we're talking about here today. No. Nor do I really think Google, the Google, I'm not talking about Bard, but just like the yeah. Google search interface is really meant to do what ChatGPT does. I think it is a hammer and a screwdriver. Yeah. I think they're two different things. I would agree. So ultimately, what I'm seeing here just makes me think, this can't be the final version of it. Just that a button above that summarizes some of the content below with some kind of weird linking <laughs> loops that you have to fall into. Yeah. I think the final version of what they do is going to have to be a lot different from this. And as a as someone in the SEO industry, I'm really not thinking that this is going to be this traffic drain that maybe I was initially thinking or reacting that way at first, whereas, oh boy, that could be really bad. If anything, I don't know if I want people to be using this results because these results appear a lot worse. And in theory, even if I was quote unquote ranking in the top results, I don't think anyone serious about booking would actually go through this headache. I think they just scroll down and go, ah, this company, I know them, click, and then they'd go in and they would do that search from there or they'd do that action from there. And that's what I'm, and that's what I'm, concerned about is do we have does this just completely replace the like right now it's generative search and then the standard SERP page right. at some point i have to think there's no standard SERP page anymore and that we're going to get melded together so it's that seems like we will we, i don't know if the SERP pages we know it is done but I think you can make the argument that by the end of 2023, when they have six months of data in place and they have millions and millions of user sessions that have run through, that they're going to, it's going to be a re-education re point. I think you could make a semi-parallel to electric cars. And this, from the standpoint of, <clears throat> we're so used to, you get in your gas vehicle, you drive for 300 miles, you fill up for five minutes, 10 minutes at a station. That's how you do a cross-country travel. Cross-country travel with electric vehicles is different. You have to plan out an hour charge or a 15-minute charge or a 20-minute charge. And it's that's something that I think that's something that as consumers, we're going to struggle with a little bit there. But it's the same type of thing here where we're going to have to re-educate the user of search engines. And I think we're all in the process of being re-educated here through ChatGPT, through AI, through all these new search experiences. But I think that there is going to be that point of people are going to have to relearn Google a little bit. And that just seems so, so contrary to what we're going for. But this is the AI world we're living in. So I guess we have to adapt or fall behind. Yeah, nothing about this, though, feels like, oh, no, we're like in this new paradigm or in this new world. I could see to your point of the blending of, okay, what do we know the search results right. page as today? Right. What is this AI thing? I could see the featured snippet area be overtaken by these AI yes. type summaries where it's okay 20 best blah 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 restaurants again in city and then it would yeah. summarize okay hey here's the featured snippet block that we used to give to yelp right. now we're giving yeah. it to our own block and it's but then next to it would be like source and it would link out to it that's kind of how bang works as well by the yeah. way like source uh, cites all the sources of where they got the restaurants from and then if you really want to go to that restaurant you would click on it and you'd explore more and stuff like that so i see a path where that is feasible where this res summary result is cached and it is more like a feature snippet, which, as you know, and people listening may not know, a feature snippet only shows up on maybe 1% of queries. I don't know. It's very not super small, common. Right. It shows up very commonly for us on like content keywords, again, like best restaurants in destination yeah. or uh, pet friendly 
restaurants and destination. Food's on the mind, I guess. I keep saying food things. But anyways, <laughs> that seems like a viable path where maybe they can maybe go down where it's like, hey, here's the summary of what it is that you searched. But ultimately, you're going to want to dig into the specifics, I would imagine, in many cases. And here's what those specifics actually look like and go to their links and check out what they have to offer and stuff like that. Initial reaction right now is... Yep. This, uh, give this a C minus. We were critical of Bard at first. And they've improved that drastically. Yeah. So obviously this is Google. They have more re- engineering resources than I assume any company on planet yeah, Earth. I, I could be so, wrong about right? that. But I assume if that's not the case, then it's darn close to it. Mm-hmm. So they could certainly improve this experience, make a lot better. But what I'm seeing here right now doesn't feel like this seismic shift of approach. It just seems, oh yeah, the search result page looks a little bit different. Yeah. And if you were one of these companies that was relying on certain types of traffic, I could see little as this as updates tend to go, little slivers get obliterated, but the overall market of search and how it works might look a little bit different going forward, but I don't think it's going to be this drastic thing. Actually, Brian Chesky had an interview on This Week in Startups that I thought was interesting, and he pulled he mentioned that he pulled their plugin last minute. Oh, yeah. They were actually built a plugin for OpenAI. They were about to release the plugins, and they were in there, and then last minute he was like, I'm sorry, guys, I changed my mind, and he pulled it out. And he said the reason for that is that he thinks that text is a very bad interface for searching Airbnb. <laughs> yeah. Airbnb is so visual. Yeah. You need the photo. You need to see the property. And he's, I wanted to control the visual experience of searching a lot better. This feels more like what yeah. a search result maybe on Airbnb might do in the future yeah. where you, and it works this way today with Explore. You can now, they're now encouraging you to be a lot more flexible. You tell us that you want to do a weekend in June, which is a lot more flexible than we used to do before right. where you had to click June 18th to June whatever, right? You had to be more specific. And then we'll show you a bunch of options that that you might consider. I think the hook for Airbnb or the hook for these bigger companies <clears throat> is saying, oh, you've stayed in luxury places before. So Paul, I'm going to go ahead and show you family-friendly stuff that's 300 bucks a night. Mm-hmm. Conrad, you, obviously you take these vacations to get away from your family. So <laughs> here's smaller places for oh, 200 bucks a night, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's where I think the AI layers can make a lot more sense. Yep. And that's what Brian was alluding to in that, in that interview, which is that we have a lot of a good amount of information about people. We need to work on customizing that a little bit. He described AI as a matching like solution. So we're going to better match a property with the person because one property is great for you and bad for me or vice versa, or right for you and wrong for me and vice versa. So it doesn't mean that that person's a bad host or that person's a bad manager. It's more so can I put a product out there that matches what the guest is looking for? And can OTAs like Airbnb do a better job of connecting those dots together? If that were the case, I think there can be a better outcome. And ultimately, I think that's what Google needs to work on here as well, is needs to match my search intent better with the content that it's showing me. And then a summary can be very useful instead of just giving me a list of links. But the current iteration of it is pretty mediocre in my opinion and we'll see where they end up but gotta get better anything anything else to add this is like our early look first reaction <laughs> generative search and yeah see it is the i think if we know one thing for certain is that what we see today is going to change tomorrow it's going to change the next day it's going to change in a week it's i feel confident on that one so yeah i think that it's an observation time for us it's fun to be behind the scenes and start to test these and and not break the system but as close as we can break the system and see just how trying to determine how people write our own user stories. How are people going to use this when they're on the travel side, when they're on the homeowner acquisition side, when they're on any side of this this equation right now? And how do we start to future-proof our content? It's, it's from in the back of my mind, it's how do we start to future-proof our content? How do we, where is some of this content being pulled from? And how do we really make sure that we're giving Google more and more of what they want? Now, can't make those decisions now, but in two months, three months down the road, maybe six months down the road, we, I think we're going to have a much more clear set of guidelines for the best practices for generative search versus pre-search SEO 1.0 or 2.0 or whatever it is right now, 3.0, I'm going to 
3.5, whatever that's going to look like moving forward. Yeah, I think that's a fair that's a fair take on all of our AI commentary that we do, yeah. which is stay tuned and see what's <laughs> going to happen in the coming weeks and months and everything is likely going to change. So we'll circle back and give our thoughts on it as it impacts the industry and impacts like our ability to get, get traffic, get eyeballs, and ultimately uh, put more heads in beds. That was a nice little there bow to put go. on that one. So, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Whoa, we're firing all cylinders here. Despite the despite Paul injury, he would really appreciate. Yes. It. I think your son yes. said AJ, he did want people to AJ leave had a review. A special though. request yeah. that he really yeah. What you was know, that request? It was in in memory of his broken broken skull, broken dome. We probably better yes. get a few reviews in just to make sure. Even if you're saying how many hey, stitches did he have? Yeah, what? Five on the outside, how many stitches two, did he end up two with? right down. He went down to the bone. So it was he, seven stitches. Yeah, seven stitches. Yeah, okay. seven reviews. I think if we get seven reviews in Stitch. honor of the seven stitches, one for each stitch, yeah. Even yeah. if it's five, I'll take the external ones. That's that works for us too. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> so five to seven of you who made it this far. First of all, we appreciate it. Thank you so Absolutely. much. In honor of AJ's injury, five to seven of you listening. And that's you, by the way. You may think, oh no, someone else is going to do it. The data tells us that someone else is not going to do it. It's you if you're listening. So we joke, but we do appreciate some reviews yes. and we're glad that little ones are going to be okay yeah. in this situation. But also it would honor, you know, his stitch memory very nicely if you left a review. So click on over to your favorite podcast app of choice, click five stars, leave a review, hit the submit button, makes our day whole and does make us smile and laugh even in these trying times. Yes. So we appreciate it. A quick episode today, but I think it was good to talk about this and go over some of the early reaction to what's going on. We'll have a new episode next week um, and we appreciate you listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much.